1: Fans, it's Jeff K, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to
0: Starcastic Remarks, part of the hockey podcast network. Go Stars. Let's go, baby. Welcome to Starcastic Remarks, alongside Chris and James. And my name is Ryan. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Go and use the promo code THPN. Next time you go and use DraftKings Sportsbook or Raycon. We thank them for being our sponsor of this episode, this podcast. In all of THPN, the Dallas Stars take their first lead of the second round series against the Seattle Kraken. They go up three games to two with a five to two win tonight, gentlemen.
2: How are y'all doing this evening? Oh, man, I love winning game five. So I'll lose as many game ones as they want as long as they win every single game five. This is amazing. I love it.
1: And game it's- threes, too. Yeah, I'm finally back. I, I keep missing them. I keep having stuff to do. I apologize. I should be here all the time, every time. That's my you bad. Should quit. You should quit. I should job. quit. I'm, yeah. I, you heard it here first. I quit. Yeah, first.
2: James is quitting. Post it all over.
1: <laughs> well, and for those of you
0: that can't really tell, because there's not much behind me in the background, but I am on a band senior trip. So I am in a hotel in San Antonio, Texas. We're going to be going to Slaughter tomorrow. So... I didn't fully get to pay 100% attention to game this game tonight like I normally do, but I did watch all of it. So let me get y'all's initial thoughts from this game tonight. What was the difference in tonight's game compared to game four or maybe even game three that you noticed?
2: The big difference is the big guys for the Dallas Stars, your top line. I mean, those guys went completely insane. Obviously, we have a uh... We have Rope Hens with the two goal night and the incredible fourth goal that really sealed the nail in the coffin. And then Jason Robertson, who's had a very quiet uh, second round series pops off with three assists tonight. Fantastic. He was playing very well too. Very noticeable there. And then the defense was just fantastic as well. Really a breakdown there in the middle of the second period, I think for probably a good 10 to 15 minutes. Other than that, there was no chances in the middle of the of the offensive zone for the Kraken. So it was just a great game by the stars, I, I feel like, overall. Yeah,
1: and, and I agree with Chris, particularly, about the big guys being there. I mean, I was I was looking through the stats before we started in the countdown video, and I finally make it to the three stars of the game, and you see Rope Hintz, number one, Joe Pavelski, number two, and Jason Robertson, number three, and I just <laughs> smiled so big, man.
2: And that's what you want to see.
0: So I guess we have to talk about that top line and discuss this a little bit. Uh, Robertson has been largely invisible for a good chunk of the postseason, and especially five on five. Okay, that's not the case tonight, and I I would even argue that that's not the case uh, Tuesday night either. But what we noticed about him tonight is, and the night before is, who did he have on his line with him? <laughs> Joe Pavelski. And I think that speaks more to volumes as to how good Joe Pavelski is for this team and for for Robertson in general.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I think Ryan is right that Robertson might need Pavelski and that's very concerning once Pavelski leaves. But he's here now, so... <laughs> so why, why and, and ask I mean, about it? Yeah, and, and, yeah,
0: exactly.
1: and I mean, they, they put that line back together, and it just makes me remember exactly why I've loved that line for two years now. I mean, they absolutely destroyed the game. It, it was insane. I'm clicking on
0: all of these comments. Chris, do it. You need to do it. We got to talk about another big player Fox, here tonight. Okay. You got to acknowledge him. I'll do it.
2: Fox is the best fourth liner in the entire National Hockey League. I will say that for certain.
0: Okay, and then what am I going to ask, Chris? What am I going to ask?
2: If there is any fourth liner that deserves $3 million, it's Foxa.
0: Is he worth the? You didn't say it, though. Is he worth the $3.5 million? <laughs> <laughs> you heard him, right. If there you is any him. fourth
2: liner who is
0: worth it, then he is the one. Stop being a freaking politician and answer that freaking question. <laughs> but in all reality, it's he is... He was big tonight. He was absolutely big tonight in every aspect of the game other than the offensive side. Yeah, And, and you, you and could really, even...
2: Yeah.
1: And the <laughs> only reason why he didn't score is because he didn't shoot more, honestly. You know what's <laughs> true? Is he,
2: is he scores off of doing what he was doing all night long and has a great defensive play in the neutral zone. And that's how he scores his goal. I mean, that's just perfect. <laughs> he, he really – This might have been one of his best defensive showings of the entire season. I mean, every time he was on the ice, it looked like they couldn't do anything. Our fourth line beating their fourth line should never happen. I mean, they're they're the depth team, and our fourth line dominated. They were fantastic all night long. It's a miracle they didn't score.
0: I think what you're looking at with this team compared to the team with the FCC line. You remember the FCC line, guys? Como That
1: line was awesome. I loved that line.
0: That line was our third line. and In all reality, on that team, they probably should have been a fourth line when uh, bonus was the head coach there, but now with them being the fourth line and we've, and how many times have I said that we have to have a scoring third line in order to contend for the Stanley cup. Now we have that third line with Johnston and Ben or Domi and whoever, whoever you want, however you want to look at those middle two lines. And it's making a huge difference because that fourth line is able to shut down everything. And not only that, but they're able to spend some time in the offensive zone as well. So it's just insane that they can be as effective as they have been and be able to continue that pressure on both sides of the puck.
2: Yeah, and what you said last is exactly correct. It's not just defensively. I mean, the FCC line, we talked about them just being great defensively and on the penalty kill. These guys can do stuff offensively. They had lots of expected goals for They should have scored. The, the fact that they didn't score is amazing. um. But yeah, it's not just defense for these guys. They can roll it in the offensive zone.
0: Sorry, a random thought. I'm going to completely jump to a random topic here. Okay. But super, superstition has to exist when it comes to the playoffs. Right. Okay. So my former boss, he retired uh, before at the end of last school year, last May. And you know We've been keeping in touch. He, lives, he still lives in the same town that he taught in, so I see him pretty regularly. But after, right before Game 2, he accidentally butt-dialed me three times. So we ended up winning that game, right? Okay? Guess what he didn't do? He didn't do it for Game 3. What? And we all know what happened in Game 3, right? We got destroyed. We got destroyed, right? So I told him, he has to do it again for game four. So guess what he does? He's just he did it, it for every game and now. we won. And guess what happened tonight? He did it for game five and we won tonight. So in all reality, it's my former boss who deserves yeah. all the credit tonight. He better be calling one. you, man. <laughs> so I'm going to be telling him he needs to butt dial me on, on Saturday and hopefully we'll get the series win against the Kraken in Seattle. So anyway, random topic there tonight, but Let's talk about uh, a couple of the lineup decisions tonight. Um I want to really talk about uh, Hawk and Paw because he he looks like he's struggling. and now that we know that he's fighting something, it it's very obvious, I feel like he had a couple of he just looks a step slower and even for him, he 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 looks a step slower. And he had a couple of bad turnovers, but he did make up for it for it with some really good block shots. And some really good defensive plays as well. So, uh, can y'all talk about uh, his ability to play tonight and his, uh, yeah, whatever his 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 reaction to the team or whatever. I can't think of the right words. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I, I think mean, he had
2: a lot better game tonight. He was a plus three to finish. Didn't allow a goal against. I mean i I thought he was very good.
1: the The biggest thing for me is that he still is eating up minutes. I mean, we know he's playing hurt we We don't need him to be a world beater. We don't need him to be hawk and paw when Hayskiden was out of the lineup. uh we need him to play seventeen minutes a night somewhere around that. so that Haskenden doesn't have to play thirty one minutes every game for the rest of the postseason. And, I mean, we we don't really have a choice, right? He has and, to play
0: so and then that's a very good segue into what I wanted is actually thinking about before you mentioned that, James. We mentioned in the last episode that Mira Haskinen was an absolute world beater. He wore a freaking mask on his face and played 31 minutes with Hawk and Paw out. And tonight, I mean, Chris, I forgot who mentioned it. Was it it you, Chris, or was it you, James, that mentioned that he only had 17 minutes on ice? Is in in like the second period or something
1: like that? Yeah, he finishes the night just barely under... 26 minutes i mean he, he essentially hits it. 25 and 59 seconds yeah so well, i mean
2: that's pretty that's pretty much normal i think and he only got to 30 the other night because we didn't have hawk and pie i think so yeah. I, I think it's it pretty standard
1: again though that this was honestly the greatest concern we had going into the playoffs and it's going to continue to be the greatest concern if we lose one of our top four defensemen we are going to be in trouble because Hayskin is going to have to play thirty minutes every game for us to be able to win these games. But he can. <laughs> but he can. That's true. He totally can. So, what did
0: you think about the decision to put uh, Joel Hanley out there instead of Colin Miller? Because we've noticed that Colin Miller has kind of struggled the last couple of games, even with uh, the elevated role he played in in Game Four. So. What did y'all think about that particular decision to keep Hanley in the lineup?
2: I thought it was interesting. I don't know that I love it. Um, we mentioned a little bit in our own group chat that Miller has a little bit more speed than Hanley, so that could help him keep up with this team. And the Hanley Harnley combo actually probably had their first bad game uh, of the playoffs. They had two goals against uh, tonight. So I didn't think they were great, honestly.
1: Yeah, I, I think Hanley looked pretty rough tonight. I- I think part of the reason why we wanted to try to keep him in is because Hanley plays on a, on his offside, if I'm not mistaken, which makes it to where Harley doesn't have to worry about it. He can play on his strong side, and I, I'm sure that was the thought press going into it, but also I'm looking at it and I'm like, Miller might not have played any better than Hanley did tonight. That's so true. So it's like, well. it's, it, it's, we don't really have a good option between the two of them. We're that's playing one, 22. we see what we get It.
2: Yeah. And we talked about this being the deficiency of the stars, every playoff preview we've done, the season preview we did. I mean, every time we talk about this team, we we don't have a sixth defenseman that's really solid. We sometimes don't even have a fifth. So Mm -hmm. that's the weak spot of the team. They are doing a good job overall. So if this is their first really bad game that I'm going to say, then I'm happy with. I also think that maybe Pete DeBoer kind of got a little bit outchanged there in the second period because you think about who scored the goals, it's Adam Larson and Jared McCann. I mean, those are their good players. So you really don't want Hanley and Harley out on the ice against those guys. So I, I think there might have been a little bit of a miscue from everybody in the middle of the second period, but they got that fixed. Their third period was their best period, and they almost never do that when they're taking a lead into the third period. So they did a very good job there.
0: Something I noticed tonight as, as well with – some of these, some of the goals that Seattle scored, I I thought the first one was just a great shot. Like, I mean, I can't blame Ottinger for that one. I'm kind of leaning that way now, leaning towards how Ottinger played tonight. But the the second goal was just a, a fluke bounce. It happened to bounce off of Hanley's skate. I don't blame him for that. He's just trying to stop the puck. And I don't blame Ottinger for that either. It just, it deflected off of Hanley's skate. So generally I thought that this was probably one of the better games that Andres had this series in my opinion I, I I think he played better tonight than he did in game four he played okay he played okay in game four good enough to get us the win but I think tonight, it really showed that he had that mental toughness that we've been looking
2: for him from this year. I think that's understated. I think it was a total bounce back. I mean, the confidence that I was talking about, I feel like he fully had it back. He's got the windmill saves going. He's got the puck flips back to the circle. He's seeing everything. Even that second goal, to Jared McCangle that bounced off of Hanley skate. He almost got it just on a reactionary save. He almost had that one. So it really felt like the normal Otter was in the net tonight. And we were, the beginning of the third was rough for the stars it felt like we we're gonna try and hold on to that one goal lead and who knows otter might have been able to do that because he was playing very well so yeah. I-, I thought he was fully back i expect to see a fantastic otter on the road trying to redeem himself from the last road trip we had to seattle and i think he's gonna play fantastic in game six
1: i i think a lot of what tonight was otter was definitely on he definitely looked confident i mean we gave the Kraken, nothing in the slot. They, the one slot goal that they had was their only chance, like basically all night long, and they scored on it. So, if you look at Money Puck specifically, just the shot, the shots where they took them from, they're all from the outside, all of them, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, they got and, four
2: scoring chances in the slot.
1: Yeah, and, and and contrast that to the Stars. I mean, half of our shots were from the slot in the offensive zone. Yep. I mean, we we absolutely tore apart the slot on their side and put up a wall on our side.
0: And I think this is one of those games where, you know, typically you can look at a game and say, oh, well, this team had a really good period here because they outshot the other team here. I don't think you could really say that about this game tonight, obviously because of the final score, but Dallas was was getting outshot by a lot in the first period. But what we did is we played very solid defensively, and then we counterattacked when we had our opportunities. Both of the goals that we had, I would argue were, especially the second goal was off the rush, but the first goal was sort of kind of off the rush too, with a very little bit of cycle play going on. So I think we what we did really well in the first period is we took advantage of our opportunities when we had them. Even though we didn't have a ton in the first period, I still think we did a really good job. And then on the flip side of that, I think I forgot who mentioned it in our little group chat with the whole family but they they were definitely volume shooting tonight. They were pulling a, a a Calgary or a Carolina and just throwing anything and everything at the net because they didn't get enough shots in game 4. And you could look at that and say Seattle kind of over corrected themselves on that cuz they were like, "Oh, well we have to get shots. We have to get shots." And they weren't I'm not saying that they had to look for the perfect shot or anything like that. But they were just, as soon as they got it or they had an opportunity to throw it on net, even if it was not a good, high-quality shot, they were taking him. And Andre yeah. can take care yeah. of those all day.
2: And I think that was a 100% a terrible decision by the Seattle coach Haxtell. That mean, was that's a really that bad was decision. definitely
0: a coaching decision, yes.
2: They were undershooting for the majority of the series, and every game was a lot closer, and Seattle had a lot better changes in every other game. This game, they decided to go with high-volume shots, like you said, and it didn't work at all, and that plays right into Otter's hand. I mean, Otter loves getting lots of shots. He plays his best when it's over 40 shots against him. That's when he plays his best. So that was just, I think, a terrible coaching decision, honestly, yeah. especially in the first period. There was not even anything in the slot at all. It, it sounded like, Let, let's test Otter, and that's a terrible decision. You don't want to test Otter. He's going he's gonna to beat you.
1: And if you look at the whole series, where where they've gotten all their goals, every single one of them's pretty much in the slot. I mean, without a doubt, there they're getting in front of the net, they're tipping, they're getting rebound chances. I mean, that's that's how they're scoring. That's how we're scoring in the series too. I mean, when when goaltenders are on like that, that's where you go to score. You you can't take shots from the outside like this and expect to for for any of them to go in. I mean, it's the second round. Pretty much every team has at least a goaltender that's hot. So. I I don't understand it either. That's pretty stupid.
2: And Otter is very attractive.
1: (laughs) That is
0: very true. He is very hot. Hey, guys. This is Ryan here. Let's face it. With coffee starting at $5, yes, even without any customizations, and our bank account somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate, or a dupe, is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on is Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point so you can listen to what you want, when you want, and without breaking the bank. If you were to lose your Raycon earbuds, they're not as expensive as some other earbuds out there that I'm not gonna name. So you don't have to feel bad about them as much when you do lose them. So they are on the cheaper side, And they're also great, great quality. Raycon's mission, however, is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big-name tech brands out there. And you know who I'm talking about. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy-now, pay-later options. And right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping as well. And here's the best thing. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews. That's how you know you're getting a really good quality product. Some of the other features on these earbuds are just absolutely incredible. I love the noise isolation because with three kids, sometimes it's just nice to escape the world for just a second and not worry about anything else that is going on, although my wife would probably say that's not a good thing. But anyways, the other thing that I really like about these is they have custom gel tips as well. And with my ears, how they are, I have very small, tiny, itty-bitty, like, elf ears. So it's very hard for me to find, like, gel tips that actually fit well, but these do and it's fantastic. I love it. Go to buyraycon.com/thpn today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com/thpn to score 15% off. buyraycon.com/thpn <clears throat> Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. I'm going to be paying close attention to the lines and odds on the DraftKings Sportsbook app for the Seattle Kraken and the Dallas Stars series, obviously. But I'm also looking forward to the Carolina Hurricanes and the New Jersey Devils series as well. Canes is kind of like my second team, I'll, I'll be honest. I like them a lot. But, anyways, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKane Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050. Or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com slash boards book for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. This is just something that I noticed as we went through this series and then looking at both series and looking at both opposing goaltenders. At the beginning of the series, both opposing goaltenders, Gustafson and Grubauer, looked excellent. And as the series has went on, it's looked like that the Stars have been able to figure out both goaltenders. And especially for uh, for the Stars, they've they've looked on the blocker side for Grubauer. And, and in Game 4, they completely took advantage of that in Game 4 on the blocker side. Uh, tonight was not exactly the same thing. The, the shots were all over the place, but uh, that was that case. But, in, and then specifically, my second thought in the Seattle series is the fact that as the series has gone on, Game 1 was just we were not prepared. We were not ready for what Seattle was going to come at us, and they came at us. And hats off to them in Game 1. They absolutely dominated us. In Game 3, we did not play well because we hesitated and we lost our best player. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, that's, that, that's literally it in the series. Otherwise, we have figured out how to deal with the Seattle 4 check we're, we're still not winning a lot of the puck battles when Seattle is pressing hard with their forecheck. But what's happening is that we are winning the second battle. We might be turning the puck over, but in the ensuing battle afterwards, if it's in on the along the boards or in the corners or whatever, the Stars are winning more percentage of those puck battles. And I, I think that's – I, I know I said that after game four, but I noticed it again tonight, and that continues to be a storyline for me in the series as to why Dallas's Up in the series now.
2: Yeah, it definitely feels like we're figuring out their game, and they're kind of confused on what to do against us.
1: And uh, honestly, going back to the figuring out Grubauer thing, just real quick. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I don't think that he's had a good series the entire time. I mean, we've scored four goals on him in four games now. There's only been five games Mm -hmm. in the series. Yeah. So, I mean, we've we've lit him up. They've just also had really good games where they lit Otter up, and now the Otters seems to be back i mean he's he's keeping keeping them out
0: that's very true that's very true i do want to mention uh just a couple of players uh on the forward side because we, we mentioned fox so we mentioned the top line obviously we got to mention them is wyatt johnston really 19 years old <laughs> i i there, yeah, there's sure there's no him. way there's no that way he's crazy. 19 years old
2: yeah, he, he's playing out of his mind this series, and, and we called it at the end of last series. I mean, he looked so good in the mm-hmm. Wild Series it couldn't hit the net, and he's been fantastic and has been scoring like every other chance he gets now.
0: And he's getting that secondary scoring that the Stars have absolutely needed. And then Harley has jumped in here, and he's only 21. And I know some people were calling him a bust, Christian Avery. Even though he has not been a bust, he has been so... Much better defensively compared to last year. I mean, it's night and day difference. Yeah. That year in the AHL this year has really changed him into a full 100% complete player.
2: And, and that's just a testament to him and him alone. I mean, to go from your identity as an offensive defenseman and to have the team look at you and say, you're not good enough to be an offensive defenseman. Go learn how to play defense. And then to just do it in one year and be solid enough to come into the playoffs and play every single game. I mean, that's some resilience from Harley and you got to give him a ton of credit for that. That that's, that's a lot of guts right there.
1: And, and not just that, I mean, he, he snuck onto the roster in the last six games of the, of the season. He only played six regular season games. That was not a
2: sneak. That was an ace up the sleeve. (laughs) sleeve, (laughs) Pulled it out, throw it down. I mean, the only thing I'm wondering is how do you not, the only thing I'm wondering is how do you not play him earlier? I mean, if we, if we play him, Six games earlier than he came in for us, we're Central Division champions. I mean, not that I'm complaining now. I mean, we we have it now right. and it's fantastic, and I love it. But the what if just went off in my brain when he had that I... incredible assist in the first period. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I mean, do you really want to play Seattle in the first round after
1: what they did this to Colorado? I, yeah, I don't. Colorado I don't. Sucked. Yeah, I don't know if I would have wanted that. Yeah, but... looking at it now, I mean, essentially you end up having minnesota in the second round which is much
0: worse <laughs> yeah that's true that's very true all right uh and, and then you know really quick uh shout out to to cartier cartier of the seattle kraken that got that kid that rookie is absolutely fantastic i mean he was extremely and i know we're stars podcast but i love the way that he plays and he, he's been thrown up on the top line he's been thrown into a crazy situation with a second year team in the second round This is the first time they've made the playoffs and he's on the top line and he's playing well. He's, he's, he's creating scoring chances and he's had at least two or three in tonight's game that I thought like just Ottinger was better there. There, especially there was a one timer in the first period that I was like, "Whoo, dang.
2: Yeah. He doesn't look like a rookie at all. He He doesn't. He looks like a veteran. (laughs) I have one more storyline. I wanted to point out
0: Ardell (laughs) screw Cartier yeah, there you, go. there you
2: go. Back to Homerism. Uh, the, the Stars had one real power play tonight. That was it. This game was played fully five on five. Uh, we talked about in the preview of the series, if we play five on five, that's going to be the Kraken's best chance. And we just took it to them five on five. That is in game fantastic. five. And that was our biggest question mark going into the series as well. We scored most of our goals in the first series on the power play. You go into a game like this, which by the way, now that we want i can say this terribly officiated i mean when you call a game like that it is fully benefiting the seattle kraken garbage whatever moving on th- they were still able to take it to and five on five and just dominate the majority of the game
1: and and honestly that that's a testament to full team playing i mean I, we we know we've seen the this these games from the stars where they have the full team playing and they just blow the other team out of the water this is what we're having to do against the Kraken in this series, and we've seen two really good full, full team plays. Honestly, I, I thought Game Two was a full team effort, and I thought Game Five was full team effort too. I mean, mostly def- on the defensive side, it's it's looked it looked great in both of those games.
2: Great. And we're gonna have to do that on Game Six too, because I the Wild were already kind of falling over in Game Five. Kraken were not falling not over.
1: Going to,
0: yeah. They were
2: not falling over. We had to fully put the gas down 100% to beat this team in game five. It's not going to be as easy as last as last series was.
0: Again, mad respect for the Seattle Kraken and how they played in this series. I mean, I mean, seriously. that, And I can't believe now that I'm watching them every single game that I didn't pick them to beat the Colorado Avalanche because – I mean, they are absolutely a fantastic team. If they can just get better goaltending, they're even scarier.
2: And I'll give... I, I, I called out Haxall earlier, but I'll give credit to Haxall too. I mean, especially for game one, like you said, Ryan, they were all over us. And we had Wasn't ample time close. to to figure them out. But the the game plan Haxall had, especially in the first four games, he had a good game plan and gave them a chance to win. I think this was his first slip-up, and I don't think they're going to make that mistake le- next game, but... the the coaching as well for them has been very good
1: and and honestly the the biggest reason to me why they got past that first round series was their goaltending and now we're completely we're completely exposing it now back to what it's back to what it was during the regular season like it's it's the same thing we are exposing them hard on their goaltending
0: all right gentlemen uh we'll do let's talk about game six for a second and then we'll do our biggest winner biggest loser and wrap it up tonight Game six, what do you want to see from the Dallas Stars in game six?
2: I want to see the second half of the third period in game six because that was fantastic. I mean, you keep doing that, you're going to beat this team. I'm expecting to see Otter play his best game of the playoffs, honestly. I don't know why. That's a gut feeling. I think he's going to ride this high, take it into the road game, which we know he loves, and I think he's going to play out of his mind.
1: I mean, the dude's lost one game where a team could be eliminated so one elimination game loss and that was last season against calgary in double overtime yeah like we should have won he, that game. he's he's gonna be a tough cookie to crack so with the win tonight the dallas stars
0: when they have a lead going into the second intermission are now 38 0 and 2 this year that's uh that's pretty good. Regular season and postseason. And pretty they're good. set they're seven and seven and no, I think now. I think they're seven and no in when in the playoffs when they do that. So anyways, uh what I'd really like to see, the only bad thing about this game is I would like to see them play a little bit better in the second period. This was yeah, the only game. Strange. Yeah, this is the only game of the series where the winner of the second period didn't win the game. If that makes any sense, Seattle That's won because people scored
1: period. in the first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that does that hasn't
0: happened at all. Well, and the I, I think the fourth goal uh, that Rope Hint scored, oh, yeah, that was a dagger, absolute dagger. So because that that just felt like the the knife plunged into the stomach and and then it twisted with that fourth goal. So that was really really important. Um, biggest winner and biggest loser in tonight's game, guys.
2: I'm taking them rope hints. I (laughs) called it for him to be one of the best players in the league. He's just not a regular season guy. Okay. This guy's a playoff guy. We had Robertson up with McDavid during the regular season in the beginning. Now we have rope up with McDavid in the postseason. You got to love it. We just need two guys to make one McDavid. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Technically, it's Ropey with Dreisaitl. Shut so up, James. They, they're having their own Dreisaitl. problems as well over there.
2: is not as cool. is <laughs> the cooler name.
1: Oh,
0: but yeah. And so with that, I think Ropey Hens has an, another stat for you. I guess I'm stats guy now, James. You're no longer stats guy. Uh, Ropey oh, Hens has scored the most points in a single playoff series in Dallas Stars history. And now he has also tied... With Leon Dryas for points in the postseason. So with his three points tonight, I think is what he had. He has 18. So it's
2: he. Disgusting. He is
0: absolutely the elite player that we talked about when we thought he, when we when we really thought we could start opening a window for the Dallas Stars to win the Stanley Cup, and he has been that in the playoffs.
2: And his play style matches playoff hockey too. It does,
1: 100. James, who have you got? Uh, my biggest winner is Joe Pavelski. He has seven goals in the series, which Stupid. ties for the franchise <laughs> record for the most in a single series. And the dude's 38. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do we mention he's 38? He's 38. The dude's yeah. 38. He has seven goals in the series. He's still in he really a concussion.
0: Yeah. He had a concussion last year.
1: <laughs> and then
0: I, I'll, I'll finish the trifecta. I'll give it to Robertson because I've been so hard on him. But I, I, maybe not hard, just disappointed more than anything because I, I expected more. But dude, did he come out tonight and show that he, that he even though he can't score goals like he normally has when he's off and he's got Pavelski on his line with him, he, he is all over the score sheet when it comes to assists. So, and, and I mean, I very distinctly remember during the regular season, he started with that ridiculous pace that he was on. He was like on a 70 or 80 goal pace or whatever it was and then it went away but we didn't really complain about it because Henson Pavelski were scoring all the goals and Robertson was setting him up and that happened tonight so maybe keeping my fingers crossed that if we do win game six or game seven if it's required that that continues going forward because the natural inclination for me thinking is that that goal scoring is going to show up sometime very very soon, so I'm I'm getting really excited for that. Um, And then, who is your biggest loser tonight, guys?
2: I, I've so been a Hanley Bauer. hater. I'm gonna stay a Hanley hater. Biggest loser is Hanley. I mean, two goals against. It was it was a rough one for Hanley. I feel like
1: my mine's Grubauer without a doubt. I mean. He- since the challenge for goaltender interference on the dummy goal last game he is he's looked so off i mean he's literally swiss cheese everything's going through him
0: you're gonna love my biggest loser um my biggest loser is the minnesota wild fan base on twitter <laughs> they just can't fit that they're 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 cry Bay being over everything absolutely everything and it is so fun to watch them waddle wallow in their self-pity. It really is.
2: Everyone keep posting that crying Felino cartoon. Yes. Shout Please out to Tunes again. Please do. <laughs>
0: and then uh I do want to mention because th- this was fun tonight. We went to Magic Time Machine, uh, the restaurant. It if, if you've never been to Magic Time Machine, it's like a little uh place where they like dress up as like different characters from movies and they pretend to be those those characters and stuff like that. Uh, my seniors peer pressured me into getting makeup on, and I was the Joker for about three hours of my life today. So uh, that picture—it was very interesting, and it looks very creepy because it was very well done. So I will be posting a picture of that <laughs> in the in the coming days. But I didn't I even notice you had makeup on. Oh, I, I thought that, it was a filter. Was, <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's exactly what Amanda said. I, I called Amanda on Facetime and she's like, "You please turn that off. Please turn that <laughs> turn turn it off." And because she thought I was gonna scare the kids, and I was just like, "No, it's it's not a filter, Amanda. Like I can't take it off. <laughs> it's actually on my face." So,
2: anyways, anything else, guys? That's it. Stars win. Crack and suck. Game six. Get it done.
0: Dad said one more win. I disagree. We got yeah, nine we, more We,
2: we, we, we had a few more. We're not
0: <laughs> even halfway. We're not even halfway, gentlemen. Thank you guys for joining us live. There's about 30 of you right now. We had, a, at most, we had 37 tonight, which is absolutely crazy. So, again, thank you guys oh, for bad. following along with us uh, through this postseason. We're having so much fun covering this team right now because they are doing so well. And... As always, uh, those of you who are listening afterwards, we thank you as well. There's even more of you who are listening afterwards. So uh, we've been up to like 300, 400 downloads per episode on on these episodes in the postseason. So that's crazy. Absolutely crazy that uh, we're able to do this as a small podcast. Shout out to my band seniors. I know some of them are are listening. Some of them are actually in the other room, literally on the other side of the wall (laughs) watching right now. So anyways guys along with chris and along with james my name is ryan we will catch you guys on the flip side nine more to go and we hope you guys have a good fantastic morning afternoon evening whenever you guys are listening christian take
2: us out please that's seven down we got nine left gg boys let's go